0: Next week we start a new sermon series, uh, Mission Impossible, and so that's going to be the bumper video and the preview video, and uh, I'm very excited about that sermon series, so I hope you'll invite all your friends uh, for things in, in your life that feel like there's no possible way you can get through them. That's what we're going to be discussing for the next four weeks, and so uh, very excited about that, that series. Today ends change though, and um, <clears throat> it's been a uh, sermon series that has meant a lot to a bunch of people, um, me included, because the Lord always does so much in my life during the message that I'm ready to give it to you guys on Sunday mornings, and uh, this week is no exception. Uh, I'm ready to get rid of this and uh, give it to you, and here's the reason why. The first three weeks of this series, if you're a guest with us today, or today's your first time, we want to tell you how pumped up we are that you're here, and thank you. Some friends of mine from a long time back are here, and thank you guys for coming, and and uh, even for you guys that have been every week for 105 weeks now, we're, we're glad that you're here as well. But listen, uh, this sermon series was all about freedom in Christ. And so if you missed it, this is what you missed. Week one was was introducing what Paul was saying to the Galatian people. Then it was, listen, you, you got saved. And on his first trip that he went to Galatia, he found excitement because the people were like pumped up because they had just gotten saved. And then when he returned back, he found that they had turned from Christ that they were going with anything that they could, and that they were worshiping a gospel that wasn't the gospel that he was preaching. And so these six chapters that Paul writes to this, to it, it was just simply a letter, and it was a continuous thought. And what he was saying was, guys, what happened? Because like the first time that I met you, you had freedom in Jesus, and now you're chained up. Then you've let things in your life chain you up. And so the last two weeks, it's been the things that entangle us, right? The, the stuff in our life... And then the sin that destroys us. Now let's throw it off. And last week we had an amazing week. If you weren't here, it's online. I'd love for y'all to watch it because a lot of people, I feel like, broke chains last week. But, but now here's what happens whenever we experience freedom in Christ. Is, is these chains that are in our lives and every person deals with them at some point in time or another. And we have these sins that overwhelm us and we have stuff that, that distracts us. And uh, when we have freedom, Satan hates it. And he's going to do anything and everything he can to pit something against us and Jesus and break it up. It's kind of like this. How many of y'all have kids? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have kids. That's almost everyone. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Y'all should laugh now if you have kids, you understand. Uh, I have them and I love them and wouldn't take any amount of money in the world for them. But now if you don't have kids, you can follow along because this is something that doesn't have to be taught. What I'm about to tell you. Somehow, some way, every child that is born, including you, knows how to pit their parents against each other, don't you? It's like it's like we have in our DNA, we know how to breathe, we know how to eat, we know how to get our parents against each other. And, and it, this is how it happens, okay? This is Lainey, just recently. she's We keep like a thing of ring pops when they're on sale. We keep them, and they're always the blue kind, so Lainey's face, this much of her face turns blue. It's she gets it gets all over, because I don't know why they also don't know how to keep it in their freaking mouth and they get it all over themselves so anyway it's all good thank you but uh she, daddy she'll start mommy and so whichever one it is a lot of times if we're about to eat dinner or something we say no baby just wait and so this is the scenario within the last week she comes up mommy i've been really good at school today and i'm a terrific kid and all this stuff can i please get a ring pop and leah says baby we're about to eat so why don't we wait and then I've been out of the country, and I'm doing all this stuff, and so she comes to me. Daddy. And if y'all are a daddy and you have a little girl, this is what they do, and it works every time. Daddy. And she bats her pretty little eyelashes at me. Daddy, I just love you. Can I please get a ring pop? Yeah, sure, why not? Absolutely. And then, like, she's got blue all over her mouth, so we can't lie about it, right? Because I told y'all last week I'm a liar, but we can't lie about it. I don't know anything about the ring pop, Leah. She says, whatever. Whatever. Laney, wipe your face off. So she's got the blue on her mouth, and this is typical. Leah's like, "What are you doing?" I told her she can't. i was like, "I didn't know." <laughs> don't get mad at me. Why are you fussing at me? She, Laney, get in this room right now. But you don't have to teach them, do you? Like it, just they're immediately pitted against each other. And I honestly believe, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't knock down Satan's power, but compared to Jesus. He doesn't have a lot of power. And listen to me. When you get to the point that you start living for Christ, and many people in this room, I believe, chains were broken. I believe in the last week you wanted to, and then you've looked during the course of the week, if you're like me, and you go, even after last week when I threw them down, and I wanted to throw them down, and I meant to throw them down, I struggled this week. Why? And I believe it happens for a couple reasons. They're in your notes today. I believe it happens for for a couple reasons. For, For freedom's sake, we have to be reminded of a couple things because a lot of us in here, a lot of us in here are saved and continue to go back to the chains like it's a drug, even though you don't want to. And so to do my responsibility for Christ and to be greatly used by God is an impossibility because he's constantly trying to pit me against something. And he uses things in my life that are, that are simple to get me against it. So for freedom's sake, I want to give you two things that I want you to remember and it's to carry your own load and to not get tired of doing what's good to carry your own load and to not get tired of doing what's good so carrying your own load um it's it's it makes sense everybody knows what it means to carry your own load like we you know when when you got a bunch of guys working if y'all grew up working didn't it drive you crazy, the one guy that wouldn't do anything, so you had to do his job for him? Wasn't that frustrating if y'all, if y'all did that? Because you always look at that cat and say, I would like, like, there's people coming to my mind, but I'm trying not to name them because like they might watch online or something. I'm just, I just wanted to get them uh, in certain jobs. You're like, dude, do your job, right? Well, that's the way it is with Christ. When we have freedom, Paul is saying right here, dude, just, just do what you can do. And and this is what I want everyone in here to understand. I want everybody to look at me. Like there's not one of you. Like I really believe this is what Paul was saying to the the people. But I want to tell you this this morning. None of you. None of you. There's not one person. I don't care how handsome or ugly or beautiful. That doesn't matter. I don't care how old or young. That doesn't matter. All of you can be greatly used by God but you're not all called to be famous or write these are great books. Some of you might be. but All of you can do what God called you to do. What God called you to do. Everyone has a calling on their life. The minute that they say yes to Jesus, the minute that the chains are gone, all of you have a calling on your life, and all God wants you to do is do what you're called to do. Do, do what you're supposed to do. And And that's what Paul's saying here is, listen, if during a week... You think the pastor's going to take care of it, he's an idiot, and he'll mess it up anyway, and and you can't fix that. All you can do in this life to make a difference is do what you can do to make a difference. And and, and when you go to a place like we did this week, like Nicaragua, you're like, oh my gosh. I I looked just because I was curious at numbers this week, and and the numbers in Nicaragua have crossed 6 million, they have more than 6 million, more than 3.2 million of them, live in extreme poverty, which is about a dollar a day, actually a little bit less in Nicaragua. And so when you're there, you get really overwhelmed. Like, I, I, I want to help all these people, right? And, and that is not my calling. I, I cannot help three and a half million people. But what I can do is do what I can do while I'm there the best that I can in, with the Lord's help. And if all of us would do that, think about the difference that we could make. Like, like the reason the church doesn't make a difference is not because we can't. It's because we look and say, "I can't do it all, so I don't want to do any." with, With that attitude, if every Christian has that attitude, every person that says, "I'm a follower of Jesus," says, "I'm not going to carry my load," then there's no load to carry whatsoever, and we never make a difference. Listen, this is a congregation of about 200 people on average with two services. We have about 200 people coming to our church. So we can't change this entire community right now for the gospel. What we can do is 200 people can make a massive impact in Spartanburg and Greenville counties. A massive impact. Because we can do what we're supposed to do. And this is what Paul says. Like, and this is, by the way, this is Satan's tool. Don't miss this. And, I, and listen, isn't it chains? You can't make a difference. Like you don't have a platform to come up and speak. You don't have a place like this that you can stand up. Your blog gets 10 views instead of hundreds like some people, thousands like some people, so no one cares about you. And it's just like Satan, the kids trying to pit stuff against each other. Listen, you've had freedom in Christ, but now I feel like I can't be used. This is what Paul tells these people, and of course they weren't used like Paul was. But this is what he tells them in Galatians chapter 6. Finishing our thought is... Starting in verse 3. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work. And then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load or carry his own weight. Each each one has to bear his own load. If, If in my responsibility, if in my trying to change the world with the gospel... The only thing I do is say, man, thank God for him, right? I mean, thank God that he works really hard and he's telling people about Jesus. Thank God that he gets those cards that we pass out every week. That's awesome that he's doing that, right? That's awesome. Thank God he's doing that because I'm not. Like, what are you individually doing? Because this is what Paul was saying to a group of people that were struggling. And maybe that's not you today. That's awesome if you're not struggling in your faith. I struggle every day. This is what I've done with myself this week. Okay. We had four days in Nicaragua, followed by trying to catch up, do the crazy stuff. But in my personal time with Jesus, I've tried to self-evaluate. And I'm not evaluating if this church is growing, because listen to me. We can grow with crap. Like our band was really good this morning. Right. So people could come in and listen to good music, which is not crap. But I could be full of crap and the church could grow. So that's not me self-evaluating where I am with Jesus. I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. I'm evaluating what load am I carrying for the gospel of Jesus. So when I, so when I confront people and see people in my life, like last night at the, on the run in Welford at midnight, there were people that I could have loved on. And I try to every day. And I sort of laughed at them. And it was like, there was some crazy stuff going on. There was a confrontation between two people, and F-bombs were flying like crazy, and I was like, please don't kill me. But I could have blessed them, and instead I just was like, this is crazy. The Gamecocks won, so I'm good. I don't have to love on people. And I did not carry my load. And I hope y'all aren't like this, but I really believe this is my problem. Like, I feel like I, I... I get some credit, right? Because I went to another country and I helped. The, we helped the pastor. We rewired his house. Like we we did some really good things this week. We prepared. We're going to ask you guys to pray and dig deep for Christmas, and we're going to try to raise twenty five thousand dollars to build a church in Nicaragua. We're calling it Four Points Nicaragua because he's the church name's crazy and he liked it. So we're calling it Four Points Nicaragua. We've partnered with him, and I'm like, listen, I I, I got. We did that, right? So I get brownie points. Like I can store up stuff so I can I not do my load today. And here's the problem with that. And this is where I said I just want to give it to y'all. Like every single day, I confront people that are like I once was. That don't know Jesus. That are absolutely desperate. That have no hope. And I have hope inside of me that is Jesus and his Holy Spirit. And instead of carrying my own load and doing what I can do, I said, I did it earlier in the week, God. I'm good to go. I don't have to do this. And for freedom's sake, I'm going to keep it to myself. And when I evaluate me and not what is happening out there, but just me, what can I do for Jesus right now? I realized that a couple days this week, my life was just for me. And anytime that happens, this is what my life looks like. Like, I had freedom, right? I had it. Like, I I, I broke the sticks like sweet. I wanted to do what's right, Mark. I'm telling you, I wanted to do that. Well, what happened? Me. I mean, I happened. The little kid that comes and says, I want this ring popped. Well, that's what happens. I allow distractions or sins or all these other things, but it doesn't matter what it is. He's just saying, listen, listen, listen. You guys know the truth. You guys know the truth. So walk in the truth. Don't go back to what you know is wrong or just doing nothing, right? Like the reason our vision is to reach the least, the lost, and the lonely with the gospel is not because it's just a fun saying with three L's. It's because Jesus said, whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. So what have I done this week for the least? Well, Mark, you just said you went to Nicaragua, so you get a check, Mark, right? No, I missed opportunities Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in my life. Because listen, there's not any days off in this. If I take one day off, I may be pointing someone to hell. I may be pointing someone away from what I have that is freedom, away from those chains. And if all I'm consumed with is making my next dollar or getting my next promotion or or making sure that this is right or my team won last night, right? it, It completes me. Everything is good. No, today I don't care. The only thing that matters in my life is am I carrying my load? and showing people the love of Jesus Christ in my life because for freedom's sake since I am free in Christ this is what I can give to other people I have to carry what I can carry for freedom's sake and this one this one is Paul's words completely in Galatians 6 but I think it's really good so I'm telling y'all I think Paul's good <laughs> is is don't get tired of doing good second one don't get tired of doing good and don't you don't you Sometimes, if we're being honest, doesn't that happen sometimes, right? Like I'm, I've done good things, and I've tried to to really help people. Like I, I'm really trying to make a difference with my life. And so I do go on a mission trip, or, or I do do these things, and it just gets tired. A good friend of mine, this week we were talking about this kind of stuff, and um, I was sharing some excitements. And then some frustrations about church and about growth and about what we're trying to do about reaching our community and about just where we're located and several things. And we mentioned the Barnyard Flea Market. I don't know if y'all have ever been there when we set up. Uh, i trying to think how many times we've done it. I'd say eight to ten times we've set up there in two years because we feel like thousands of people come through there every week. And um, like several of y'all, we've blown up balloons passed out flyers and things before big days, and um, I just said, maybe we should stop because we haven't seen a lot of results. And a friend of mine um, that was with us on the trip made such a great point, and it is exactly what Paul was saying here, is when we get tired of doing the right thing, we're beginning to make an impact in the community that we're in. Like our nausea, because we've done it so many times, is them beginning to recognize that we're even here and that we love people and we love God. And at first he said it, I was like, huh? and then I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. Thank you, pastor, for being right on. But that's exactly right. And and what I was saying there and saying maybe we should stop going to the barnyard is. I'm getting tired of doing good. <laughs> I'm getting tired of loving people. I'm getting tired of doing what Jesus called me to do. When he changed me. And called me to be a child of his. I'm getting, I'm getting weary. Because I want to see immediate results. And that's our problem. It, I know that's my problem. Is. I don't mind helping people out. But I want immediate gratitude. And thanksgiving. And results. And maybe a pat on the back or my name in the newspaper or I want me to be famous and I want to be known and I want everything to go good. And if it's not for the sake of Jesus, it is not for freedom's sake. And it is not so I can make a difference for the gospel. And then it's all for me. And listen, Satan uses that in my life to chain me up. Is that a sin? Not on the surface. But it becomes pride, doesn't it? Because it becomes all about me. And Paul's telling these people right here, listen, self-evaluate where you are and ask yourself, what am I doing for Jesus? And then don't get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing good. And can I just tell you when, when I do back up and look at it from like the 30,000 foot view down on it, Paul was writing letters from prison, right? I mean, Paul wrote First and Second Timothy from prison. I've been reading that in my quiet time this week. In in a prison that was five feet tall, With no lights and a hole in the top. Where they dropped food down to him once a day. There was no bathroom. There was a hole in the ground. Uh, To say that it was disease infested would be a massive, massive understatement. And yet, constantly, during these times, I would have been telling y'all, listen, please just feel sorry for me because I am a martyr. He never, never Never tried to make people feel sorry for him. He just said, listen, focus on Jesus. Even in the worst of times, Paul wanted everyone to focus on what Christ has done in him. He wasn't concerned with the bad, awful crap that was happening in his life. I have never come close to experiencing that turmoil. And yet, everything he was saying to these people is, listen, I'm suffering for Jesus, but don't get tired of doing good. Paul should have turned his back on them for every for every account. If they had turned their back on Jesus, he should have just said, I give up on y'all, right? Y'all are worthless. No, he loved them. And he said, don't, don't get tired of doing good. Listen to what he says in Galatians uh, 6, starting in 6, continuing that thought is, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the ones who teach us. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that... Will he also reap? For the one who sows to his own flesh. For the one who sows to his own flesh. Will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit. Will from the spirit reap eternal life. And right here verse 9. And let's not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap. If we do not give up. So then. As we haven't opportunity. Let us do good to everyone, especially those who are in the household of faith. Let us keep doing good, especially to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's why we went on this trip last week. Um, Pastor Jose is the pastor we're kind of teaming up with and um, we had had gone there last year and then some of y'all went on with the team to his house and painted it. And uh, it looks really good. He's got his painting up that y'all bought him, and it's really cool. And But in his house, he had like 14 and 16-gauge wire that was just terrible. I mean, just like honestly, you walk in, and I didn't pay attention the first time we met him, but he's got six freezers. The way he makes money is um, he makes ice, so they, they put it in these baggies, and they get them 100 pounds at a time, and they take it. He rides a bike, I don't know, half a mile or more, or his son does, into the city, and 100 pounds at a time they sell it and they make ice and he's running six um, freezers full of water to make ice uh, big freezers on two plugs that are with 16 gauge wire and so for all intents and purposes and I'm not trying to over spiritualize that's impossible because if you run I would say if you run three lights on 16 gauge wire you're pushing it and it's not safe let me just for those of you that don't understand electricity a lot I, I was forced to understand it. Thank you, dad. But, uh, I like you walk in and it takes your breath away and then it's hot. Cause a couple of times I was sweating when we were changing it out and dad said, don't touch that wire. Like I'm good. Yeah, it's hot. So that's good. But like we, we came in and, and changed all the wires out and, and helped the household of faith, you know? And like he was, he was emotional and couldn't believe we had done this for him. And put a plug on each of the places and change their lights out, put ceiling fans in there because it was over 90 every day we were there, 78 for the low, really high humidity, and they there's no fans. So it's just, imagine going to sleep like that every night. And imagine, like, we woke up Monday morning in the house we were staying in, we didn't have water. And so if you wanted to take a shower, you got a five-gallon little bucket and you take a shower. And you just, right, you don't think. I complain about <laughs> I, I complain about I don't have enough underwear, or my clothes aren't folded right, and Pastor Jose's overwhelmed because there's yellow wire showing outside of his block home. But he's overwhelmed because people love him. I, I can't change the entire country of Nicaragua. For one family and one church, we can make a massive difference and then they can change a community and then they can change their entire city and then they can change their country. But We can make a difference where we cannot get tired of doing good and we can keep going and keep going and keep going. But the way for me to not get tired of doing good and the way for me to keep going is by resting in Jesus. One of my favorite passages of scripture is hebrews 4 and it talks about the way that i find rest is a sabbath rest that's only found in jesus it's only found in jesus see when god created the earth he created in the seven days and on the seventh day he said everyone should rest when jesus came when jesus came we celebrate church on the first day of the week because that's the day we believe he rose from the dead and this is how i believe we find rest This is how I believe we don't lose hope. This is how I believe we can carry our own load. And this is 100% how we can have freedom in Christ is by simply resting in Jesus. The way that I don't give up in my life because I feel like giving up all the time. If that embarrasses you or makes you nervous, you don't like honesty. I feel like giving up all the time. I feel like I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Y'all need someone better. And the way that I don't and the way that I keep going and the way that I'm encouraged to do more and do more and do more and do more and to go and to go and to go is because I know that God called me to do one specific thing with multiple things on top of that. And that is to serve him and love people with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. All of our individual jobs look differently, but all of our callings are the same. Love God, love people. The way that we do that is don't lose hope. Rest in Him. If you're finding your rest in anything else, if you're finding your hope in anything else, you will not make a difference. Sure, you'll have moments that are amazing. Like last night when dude missed his field goal, I screamed like a girl and I'm fat, so I pulled a muscle right here and I went crazy. But listen, at 2 a.m. it didn't matter anymore. I'm high-fiving people. That's awesome. Go Gamecocks. It doesn't matter. I am not against any other team when it comes to people, I love Clemson fans. I love you guys. You are in my household of faith if you love Jesus. And for you, I hope that matters more. I hope you find your rest in that and in Jesus and not in a team or in your job or in your children or in anything else. Because that is how we can have freedom. Don't give up. And this is Paul's instruction to us is make a difference. Do what you can do. I want you to listen to what Jesus said. He's a pretty good one to listen to. And then kind of in this thought, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to God. To give glory to the Father who is in heaven give glory to God because of what I've done the way that we make a difference in this world is by letting our light shine by letting our light shine I told Leah on the way here one of my biggest pet peeves as a pastor is I get these pamphlets in the mail from other pastors let's let's take back America right? Let's take back America rally and go Republicans and go Democrats and you need to be on our side and you know what? I think that's awesome. Praise God that those pastors want to do that. Here's what I want our congregation to do. Love God and love people. (laughs) Right? Because the donkeys and the elephants are not going to help America and we're not supposed to take back America. We're supposed to do what we can do by not losing hope and not giving up and doing what God called us to do. That is only found in resting in Jesus. That is only found in resting in Jesus. And there's two different groups of people that need to rest in Jesus today. There's, there's some of you guys, and I don't know who you are, or I may, but if you've never trusted Christ as Savior, meaning you look at what He's done for you by dying on the cross, living a sinless life, and placing all your hope in Him, You've never had peace. You've never had joy. You've had momentary happiness, but complete and total peace that comes in your life. That is true Sabbath rest. That is where it comes from, from Jesus, who, who you ask to save you, and He comes in your life. And so for those people, you need to ask Jesus to, to forgive you and, and to come in your life and save you. And then for everyone in here that is saved, and that's probably the majority of us, right? For those that have lost hope, And feel like giving up? Pull your own load this week and be the church. Find your rest in Jesus. Love people. Right? Love people. And let your light shine. Will you bow your head with me? As we close. I just want to quickly ask you guys. How many of you around the room would say Mark I am 100% certain that I know Jesus I am saved and the reason that I know that is because I have assurance in my heart I have conviction not guilt of my sins and most importantly I find rest in him and in nothing else there's a great peace that is in my life I know that I know that I know that I know Jesus just raise your hand if that's you I know that I'm saved raise it real high All around the room. I know that I'm safe. Don't do it because other people are. Just be honest with yourself. Thank you. Put them down. Listen, for anyone that that doesn't know, we want to give you an opportunity right now. We have volunteers in the back that want to speak with you. What I'm going to ask you to do is just stand up right where you are. Everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We certainly don't want to embarrass anyone, but the goal is for everyone to have the hope that we have in Jesus. And to experience life in eternal. So, if that's you this morning, I just want to invite you to stand up and go to the back now. Listen for everybody in the room. We're going to close. We're going to close right now uh, with worship. This is the this is the goal for us. Is that we are a body of believers that carry our own load as a team. We're a small church, little C, for the big church, big C, to make a difference for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, for the kingdom of God. Each one of y'all can make a massive difference. There's not one person, and I don't want you to believe the lies of Satan and tell them to yourself over and over and over. You can change the world that you live in with the gospel if you will do what you're called to do, and that's love God, love people, and do exactly what you can and only that. Do not lose hope. Do not give up and find your hope and joy in Jesus. God, thank you for not giving up on us. And because you don't, I pray that we throw down the chains and we don't give up and we don't listen to that voice that's trying to pit us against ourselves sometimes or against you. I pray that we even though we have doubts because we are flawed and we are human that we don't give up because we think we're not good enough. God, help us do exactly what you've called us to do. Help us step forward and step out and be difference makers for you. God, I'm so grateful for all that you do for us and I can't wait to see what individuals do in this room by bringing loved ones and friends, sharing their faith. God, help us fill this place up not so that our name is great, so that your name is great and we do all these things because your son is so worthy to be praised Jesus, Amen